Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to a life-giving local church where you'll find the friendship and support that you've been looking for. At Echo, we want to help you find your place, people, and your purpose. We believe this is what we're all seeking and we can't wait to share it with you. Yep. Please join us for our services at Mayo High School on Sundays at either 9.15 or 10.45. We're eager to meet you and extend a warm welcome to the Echo Church fam. Yes, and in the last few weeks, we've provided a few insights into our impact and finances. We are proud to inform you that in 2023, Echo contributed over $108,000 to local and global mission efforts, partnering with 15 intentional organizations making a significant impact. Wow. And additionally, we surpassed assembling 1,000 boxes of care for our community during our fourth annual Build-A-Box event. Finally, we banked 534 volunteer hours doing our Serve the City event last summer. Amazing. We are truly proud of you. Thank you for being the church. For those who are financially partnering with us to impact Rochester, we offer two convenient giving options. First, visit our website where you can set up automatic recurring donations, allowing us to plan boldly and confidently for the future. Second, you can easily send your contribution via Venmo to We Are The Echo Church. We appreciate your kind and thoughtful investment. Yes, we do. Enjoy Echo Online Service. Bye. Woo. Yay. You gave the bread of your body and you broke it. You offered the wine of your blood that was poured out for me. and rejected my beyond on human zealous Oh what a savior Oh what a wonderful king
praise to the Lamb of God. I just praise to Jesus. Father, we thank you, sending your only Son. I just praise to the Lamb of God. I just praise to Jesus. Father, we thank you, sending your only Son. Come on, let's lift up the praise to the highest King. Come on. about getting our joy in order today, which I thought was a perfect topic uh, to, to address on Sunday fun day while we're just full of gluten and sugar. Uh, but, but let me read you, or let me tell you a little bit of an article that Mayo Clinic had recently uh, wrote, and it's online. It's called, Laughter is the Best Medicine. We've heard that before, and Mayo is capitalizing on it. And, but they, in that article, they talk about the scientific benefits of laughter, this is Mayo Clinic. This is what they say about joy. This is what they say about laughter. Uh, laughter relieves pain, number one, improves your mood, reduces tension and cortisol, uh, cortisol levels, which I guess have connection to weight gain. So come on, someone needs to laugh a little bit more in the house. Uh, improve your immune system. It increases your resilience and it brings people closer together. And crazy, listen to this one. I was shocked to read this. But lastly, statistically, six out of seven dwarves aren't happy. <laughs> I'll be here all day. All night, baby. Uh, the last one's not true. That was not in the mail article. The rest is true. Don't judge me. I had to slip that in there. I know I got fans out there, and I just I got to please them. So 
they got to please him. Uh, hey, we're going to do a little fun, uh, a little fun thing today. And so I'm going to ask some, a few of my friends to come out. We are going to do what is called the Ice Plus uh, Ice Plunge Trivia. So let's hear from Mike Debolt, Jordan V. Walker, and Isaiah V. Lasea. Now I got to wonder uh, who's rooting for who? Are anybody rooting for Jordan? Anybody rooting for Mike? Anybody rooting for Isaiah to go in the water? Hey, let's go in front here. I got to get front and center. You know, I want to I want to take this a little bit out of your, you know, out of that's a lot of ice in there today. But what's going to happen is this is I'm going to ask you a few questions and the first person to get two wrong in order, that means, uh, well, two wrong ends up going in the ice plunge. Now, uh, we are going to do this by rounds. So if by chance two of you get two wrong, then we're going to do a sudden, sudden death. Oh, they both go in at the same time. Brilliant. Scott is our mic guy. We are going to start with Mike because you're over there. Uh, okay, so this is echo-themed, get-your-blank-in-order type of questions. And so uh, let me go ahead and ask you a pretty serious question. In week two, I brought up an illustration about in, 19, uh, in 1957, an ambitious project started and took many years to finish. What was that project? Can you steal? <laughs> no. Go ahead. Uh, 1957? 1957. I brought up an illustration to start the message. Yeah. It was a new... Pretty iconic Yeah, it was... Project. It was the, that version of the Took Bible, a, long time. a, a trans, uh, translation of the Bible. No, it was the Sydney Opera House. Let's hear from Mike for getting that first one wrong. Did anybody know that one, by the way? Know. Anybody know that one? Yeah, it's easy to know it out there, but imagine the ice plunge over your shoulders. Um, okay, let's just do this one. Um, hmm. Isaiah, what bill did George take out of uh, take out of his pocket an Andy's joke a couple weeks ago. What bill? Who's George? <laughs> George was a character in. George was a character in. You can't. Uh, in the joke, he took out this dollar bill, or this bill. Don't believe anything Mike says. By the way. Was it five dollars? Yes. It was a thirty dollar bill. Thirty dollar bill. Yes. Let's hear for Isaiah. <laughs> Did he tell you a $5 yeah. bill? And you said it? Friendship over. He's a good boy. Uh, Isaiah. Friendship over. Okay, Mr. Mr. Jordan, fill in the blank. Proverbs 3, 9 says, blank, the Lord with your wealth. Honor. Yeah, let's hear it for that was a Jordan. Good, that was a good one. What is happening? I was Woo. blank, the Lord with your wealth, Oof. and it was honor. That's okay, okay. Okay, Mike, finish the equation. No, actually, let's do it like this. Um, technology has a way of tricking you, and it, refra- it reframes what? And there are three answers, and so... Is this just something you made up? <laughs> oh, Mike, let me try another one. Okay, okay, you don't yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, finish the sentence. Lead up, lead down, lead. I said it. You should remember it. Lead up, lead down, lead on. <laughs> lead all around. Yeah. Lead all around. Eh. Okay. 
Wait, so what happens now? You have to miss If it. you miss one, then... Then it's a sudden okay. death. So I was Jordan not getting mm. wet. You a hard one. I already went in first service, just to clarify. <laughs> For over two minutes. Mm, I got to get a good it's one. It's twice here. as long this service, so sorry about that. Um, Can I pick it? No. Isaiah. What did I say a couple weeks, week three? What did I say most of us do when we have extreme pressure? Name one. Mike, I'm done with you. <laughs> I'll start with what I started, okay? What did I say most of us do when we have extreme pressure? We coping, blank, or blank. I'll give you two. Coping, blank, and blank. Mike. Good luck. You're sick. I honestly don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just throw throw something out there. Coping, blanking, and blanking. (laughs) Did you actually talk about this, or do you think you did? Sometimes we miss things in our notes. I'm getting hot in here again. Anyway, is that a... I don't know. Okay, that's two. We got a tie here. Okay, Mike, finish the equation. Week four. Give God his... Wait, did, we, did you get two wrong? You got no, one, you got so you're one. out of here. Yep, so it's between you two. Hey, let's hear it for Jordan. I'm disappointed, actually. Lost, Finish the equation. God, uh, give God his first plus enjoys, enjoy your second equals... Give God his first plus enjoy your second equal... Equals... Enough. You're right. Let's go. <laughs> That's it. It's true. That just came to me. It's true. It just came to me. Isaiah finished this. How do I win? <laughs> you I better win. get this one right. Otherwise, and then you're no in. one goes in. Then you're in. If you get this wrong, get you're going in. If Scott, you get it right, my own mic this time. Finish the equation. Money plus order equals. Enough. Was that your answer? No. <laughs> Money plus what? <laughs> plus order plus equals. Orders equals. Oh, Jesus. Money plus order. Is it harmony? Yeah, because someone cheated. Who said that? Who said that? And who's going in? I can't believe you. you. The favor. Okay, Mike, Mike, name one of the five five foundational bricks of leading your family well. Name one of the five foundational bricks of leading your family well. I remember, I took, I I drew it out. You did. You should get all five. And you've got five seconds. Five, four, three. Attitude. Wrong. Name one of the five foundational bricks of leading your family. Faith. Faith is one. Mike, you just lost, buddy. Oh, I'm gonna get some this. Sorry, buddy. I'm gonna get this for you at all. Hey, let's just put Isaiah in there anyway. <laughs> let's go, Mike. Okay, just just Okay, get, go in there. Get in there. Okay, Mike's gonna stay in there for two minutes unless he can answer three of these correctly. Correctly. Mike. 
Name five of the foundational bricks of leading your family. I'll give you another option. You, all five of them? I couldn't even <laughs> one. Do one. Of them. <laughs> yeah. Finance. Name one. No. Equity. No. <laughs> Happiness. Joy. No. And no. Action. Action. I'll give you that one. Okay, so you got thanks. that one so right. Okay. Was, okay. How about this one? Uh, I'll finish this equation. Debt, debt plus more debt equals. Pain. Close. Help me. Pain. Strength. <laughs> Did you just whisper stress and he said stress? Stress. 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 That's okay, two. close. Okay. When I spoke about money, I used a metaphor. We are blank in the kingdom of God. We poor. are poor. No, door dashers. Rich. <laughs> I got it. I'm done. Okay, what was the invention that changed Andy's life in the 1990s? The snake board. <laughs> I mean, that's true. We played the noise in the, in, in the service. Wasn't listening. He's not old enough <laughs> to even know what it was. Yeah. Oh, 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 dial up internet. Hey, yeah. there we yeah. go. Yeah. Yes. Get out of that ice bed. Let's hear it from Mike. <laughs> hey, let's honor these guys. Oh, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it any day. Any day. Hey, let's say thank you to the, our ice plungers. For those that are disappointed uh, that Isaiah did not go in, he did go in last hour, and it will be posted online. I guarantee you that. Anyway, hey, today we're talking about getting your joy in order, and in order for us to, to, to really begin to understand uh, how to put our joy in order. Let's lean into what scripture has to say. And so open up your Bibles up to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Uh, we're leaning into the festival of Shavuot or Shavat. It's what we know as Pentecost, but what the Israelites or the Jewish in, uh, community would call Shavat, which was in essence a holiday to celebrate the first fruits of the harvest. This was a festival that was actually required for adult males to come from around the world to celebrate. And really, it was a great festi uh, festivity of joy and festival of joy and, and to show thankfulness to the Lord because of his blessing upon the harvest, upon what had been given to them. And so, so in Acts, the beginning of Acts chapter 1, it says a festival of Shavuot had arrived, or Pentecost as we know it. And the believers were all gathering together in one place. Then suddenly there came a sound from the sky like a roar of a violent wind. And it filled the whole house where they were, they, where they were sitting. And then they saw what looked like tongues of fire, which separated and came to rest on, uh, on them. And they were filled with the Ruach HaKadosh, which is the, the, the Hebrew word for the Holy Spirit, and began to talk in different languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. So in essence, what's happening is they were waiting up in the upper room, and as they were waiting up in the upper room, they were waiting there because God, because Jesus had promised them to wait for a helper, that God was going to send someone that would be better for everybody it would be better for, for, for him to come more than for Jesus to stay here physically. And that was the Holy Spirit. And so they were up in the room and, and then 
the Holy Spirit showed up. And, and when the Holy Spirit showed up and they encountered the presence of God in that moment, they busted out of the upper room and, and they ended up joining the Jews on the street from every nation under heaven because they were there celebrating the first fruits. And the Jews responded uniquely and they started asking some questions. And one of them being, is how, how is it that, that all these people are speaking in our own language about the great things that God had done? So there was a miracle that was taking place, but also they, they reacted in a different way and they, they reacted with amazement and also confusion. And they began to ask each other, how can the, or what could this mean? Like, 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 what are we supposed to do with all these people that just came down and they're, they're in the midst of us and they're, 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 they're talking in different languages or they're praying? And, and, but there is also some little nuance to that that we can see in verse 13 that I think many times we overlook in this scripture. And, and it's by a few people, they, it's a few people begin to start making fun of the people that came down from the upper room. And they said, well, they had too much wine to drink. And, and, and that little nuance I want to grab a hold of a little bit today because what I believe people begin to experience with the disciples after they experienced the Holy Spirit was joy. It was laughter. I think there's, there's always truth with sarcasm or humor and, and the people were poking fun of them, but they were like, no, I think these people had too much wine. Well, what that gives me the impression about is that people came down from that upper room and man, they were full of joy that they busted out of a waiting room and they, they entered the streets with joy. And it was joy that set Peter upon a certain stage to share the good news of Jesus. And what's so phenomenal is Peter steps up and he, he shares that good news and, 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 and he explains what's going on. And, and it said 3,000 people came to the hope and in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I, all, I really do believe this. It was all set up by the miracle of joy. And I think when, when we, we lean into this scripture, it's just a great reminder how important it is for us as individuals to get our joy in order. To get our joy in order. In fact, some of us, we need, we need to tell our face that from time to time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I am happy. And yes, Jesus is good. Uh, but here's my big idea. With Jesus comes joy. It's a big idea, but it's a simple idea. With Jesus comes joy. And, and there's so many things that I have to say and so little time to say it. But, but I want to reiterate this one thing. Uh, is, and this is what I would sum it up to be. Is yes, there are moments of trouble. Yes, there are moments of pain. Yes, there are, there, there's mourning and there's times of pressure. But God's word promises us that joy will come in the morning. That we serve a God of joy. And it's a God of joy. And, and guess what? The type of God we have is a God of abundance. And so even though from time to time we, not, we may not feel filled with joy or, or overflowing with joy, the resource is always there. So get your joy in 
order. Practically, I think in order for us to get our joy in order, we have to, to, to maybe understand uh, three different things. And, and, and this is the first thing we have to understand. Number one, we have to understand the source of our joy. Look at your neighbor and say, you are not my source of joy. <laughs> oh, well, now that we broke the ice. The source of our joy, joy, Matthew 7, 11 says, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? We serve a father that wants to give you good gifts. And I believe with all my heart, joy is one of those. Yes, there's hope. Yes, there's peace. Yes, there's love. But let us not forget about the power of joy and the power of laughter. Like the Mayo Clinic reports, it is good for our soul. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift, gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting of shadows. God has for eternity designed joy to be a major contributor to your health. I really believe that. And on the flip side, I believe the devil wants to manipulate and, and falsify a pursuit of joy that is unhealthy. See, what's so amazing about the gift of joy that God gives us is this, is God's gifts, the gift of joy, transcends situation. What's cool about God's joy is this, is it is not situation, and it transcends your circumstances. And, and that's why I think it's okay to, 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 to remind you the importance of joy and, and I want to, 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 to help you understand that joy is less, uh, less of a feeling or less of a reaction, and it's more of a tank that slowly fills by the presence of God and others that are around you. Like, that's the power of joy. I mean, let's just talk about situational joy. Today, two, play, two teams play against each other, and if you care about who's playing, you might be rooting for one of us, and you're going to have a 50% chance to, to have and experience the situational, circumstantial joy. And, and again, I, I, love, I love rooting for our teams, but here's the deal. It is situational by nature. Only one out of 32 teams are going to be happy. And you just got to learn to experience the moment as it is. And, and, and as an example or illustration, I think about the Vikings in 2017 and the, miracle, the, the Minneapolis miracle. Come on, someone. You remember that moment. It was full of joy as the 2017 season and you were five seconds. There was five seconds remaining. The score was 23 to 24 and we were down to the saints, or let me say, you were down to the saints, 23-24, and, and, and the case, Kiem threw up a ball, and from nowhere, I mean, for somewhere, I don't even know how it happened, Diggs catches it and runs for a 61-yard touchdown, Skull Vikings! Do you remember that? I mean, that would, I'm not even a Viking fan, and I was happy! I was happy for you, I was happy for them. It's called situational joy. But then next week. <laughs> 38 to 7. 
My point is this, is enjoy the moment, but remember who your source of joy is and where it comes from. Y'all hear him say that? Like, 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 it's okay to appreciate the stress that was happening as we were cold plunging or getting ready to do that. Um, you know, I mean, we're just really appreciating the joy that those guys brought to us. Enjoy that moment, but, but let us remember that our joy comes from the Lord. Psalms 121, as the psalmist wrote, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Can I paraphrase it? Where does my joy come from? My joy comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Man, I think we need to get our joy in order. And if we're going to get our joy in order, we have to understand that the source of our joy is not from our situation. It is not from our circumstances. It it really doesn't come from the people around us and it can't come from me. It has to come from the Lord. The second thing we have to understand about joy to get it in order is this, is understand our status. The status of our joy, I mean, my word, some of us walk around this, this earth and in our work and our home place, and, and we're kind of like this kid I found on YouTube. <laughs> oh, some of us though, like that's that's like 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 we 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 might not take a step back and and, and check what I would call the, the the gas gauge of our joy, right? The gas like like the gauge of our joy or the joy o meter, and we walk around and man, man, we we just forget that that like like we have access to the fullness of joy through our Father in heaven. And, and I think in order to, to take advantage of that infinite and eternal resource of joy that God gives us as believers, uh, we, we, we got to kind of like check our methods and, and, and we got to check ourselves. And, and, and the way to do that, I believe, is to understand pre-joy. Everybody say pre-joy. I really do think that before we get home, before we get out of our cars and we enter into our homes, like some of us, we got to get into the pre-game ritual of what it means to get into your home with accessing the source of joy that God has given us. Because if you're like me, you had a long day, and you worked on some details, or maybe you had an interesting conversation with, with somebody, and maybe your headspace isn't there, you're tired, you're hungry, man, you're like in your mid-40s, you could just use that four o'clock nap, and you're not going to get, because the kids are going to want to talk to you when you get in your home. I don't know if any of you are laid out there at all. I'm just speaking hypothetically. Uh, <clears throat> But, but, but I'm just telling you, the power of pre-joy is, is the mental game. Before you walk into a circumstance or a situation that might be okay, it could be nasty, it could be stinky, it could be cranky, maybe we need to pray up. Maybe we need to get ourselves pumped up, and we need to be able to intentionally have self-control with our joy. Now, let me, let me hear that. Small little detail, self-control with joy. So often we talk about self-control and then we fill in the negative. 
Well, I gotta have self-control over this. What if we would have self-control in the way we utilize the joy that God has given us? I'm preaching way better than you're responding. <laughs> I mean, that could really change our life is, is self-control. Let's, let's control the joy that the Lord has given to us and preemptively get into that mental game. The second thing is this, is let's enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment. I know we get distracted. I know, I know like maybe when we get home, it's not exactly the way it should be. Or maybe at your workspace, there's a little bit more stress that you anticipated. And I would say this, learn to enjoy the ups and downs of life. Just let's, just let's just all say thank you, God, that our lives are full of drama. I mean, honestly, if it didn't have a little drama, we'd all be bored. Enjoy the moment. And this is where I want to talk about certain different personalities. Like some of you are introverted and you hate going in the midst of a crowd. You are to be applauded today. But maybe, maybe, quite possibly with God's help and the infinite source of joy, he can help you enjoy others around you. And on the flip side, for those that are extroverted and love people, maybe you need to lean into God and say, God, help me be okay with myself. Lord, show me and reveal to me the, the infinite access to your joy even in my own solitude. How about this post-joy? Post-joy. We're going to remain full, right? The way that God wants us. Post-joy. We have to understand this. When we leave a situation, we leave a room, we leave a circumstance, after we leave a talk, after we, 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 we leave some argument or, or some really positive dinner, I'll tell you what happens to me. The enemy comes in and he wants to bring me down. The thing that he doesn't want you to have is this, is a full tank of joy that comes from the source of life in Jesus. And, and I'll just be a little bit vulnerable, and I've told you this, and I will continue to tell this until, uh, until I retire at the age of 99. Almost every Sunday I get home, and I have to have a post-game attitude to what happens on Sunday. Because what happens is the enemy is on attack, and he's on the problem. And he wants to, to get in my mind and tell me how I said it, or what I said, or what I didn't say, how I screwed up about 10 words. Like he, he gets those things in my mind and then I start, I start losing my joy. And I'm just, I don't know if any of you relate to that, but, but I just want to remind you that, that the post joy is this, is kind of posturing up and say, hey, you know what? No one can bring me down. God is going to keep my joy full. How about this rejoy? There are moments when we're depleted and unfortunately, that's probably more often than not. And, and that's where I believe in rejoy, the concept of rejoice. In the Bible, it says this, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. That there will be moments when we're not exactly feeling it. We're, 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 and again, I, I want to be very sensitive. I know some people walk into this place and you're dealing with a, a medical diagnosis of depression. I'm not saying that this is supposed to be a message that talks about fake it to make it. No, I'm, what I'm telling you is this, is I believe that God is in, in the works to bring you joy even in the midst of your depression, in the midst of your anxiety, in the midst of your pressure. And I understand that like, you may be depleted, but I also understand that we serve a God that is bigger than any situation you might be experiencing. 
We need to rejoice. And the biblical concept of rejoying is to rejoice and rejoice again, understanding that what you have is a good gift from God. Even if the situation isn't great, God wants to give you joy in the midst of it. It's a call to rejoice. And then lastly, the next step is, it, it, it really is our next step. It's the call to responding. And I believe we're going to respond, okay? It, we, we need to cultivate a community of joy around us because we cannot do this alone. And, and let me tell you one big status hack and help you navigate into the next step that God has for you. And it comes through a scripture. It says, it says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. What it doesn't say is the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's a small little word. It's a small little change. But, but I believe that we are called to be gar- planted in gardens and, and not just in a pot. A garden, you don't plant one, one, one seed, you plant a multitude of seeds in rows upon rows upon rows. And I believe our greatest joy is experienced in community that has a like mind and understanding where our source of joy comes from. And that only comes from our Lord. The second thing I think as we take our next step and how we can respond. I believe some of us, we just need to laugh at our situation a little bit more. Like, like take ourselves a little bit less serious and, and, and just be okay with not being okay. And, and, and actually, Mayo Clinic, Clinic says it like this. Focus on finding laughable moments in your day. Look for humor in difficult situations. Find a way to laugh about your situation and, and notice the de- decrease of tension in your body. I love it when science meets God and meets scripture. And, 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 and I really do. Like, like some of us, we just need to learn to uh, laugh just a little bit uh, about our circumstances. And, and when I say laugh, I mean like, like Abraham and Sarah laughed when God said that they were pregnant and they were super old. Like, <laughs> funny God. <laughs> Even if it's an uncomfortable laugh, I think it, could, it would actually benefit us to go, ah, oh, that's funny, God, I, I, I guess so. Like, 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 and, and then there's other portions of scripture where it's like this mocking, this, laugh, this word laugh also carries this connotation of this mocking laugh. And that's what we have to do in the midst of our situation is laugh at some of our situations, understanding that we serve a God that is simply bigger than it and not allow it to bring you down like it brought Shven. Sven was explaining to Oli that he was disappointed by his recent dating misfortunes. For those of you that aren't following, this is a joke. <laughs> no one seemed interested in a second date with him. Puzzled, he, he couldn't really understand the lack of interest because after all, his online dating profile boasted of a corner office with breathtaking city views, ownership of a half million dollar vehicle, and a career that allowed him to travel. Despite his impressive credentials and charming appearance, it seemed like most of his dates weren't interested on a second date when they found out that he was a bus driver. <laughs> Late Phyllis Diller, an American stand-up comedian, says a smile is a curve that sets everything straight. I think as believers, as followers of Jesus, we need to learn to laugh. 
We need to learn that, that, that we have that source, that eternal source of joy. And, and, and you know what? Like, I, I don't know, man. I know I serve a God that is forgiving. He's loving, but he's also funny. And I've seen that over and over in my life. And I believe we as followers of Christ on a Sunday fun day, we just need to learn to laugh more. We need to understand the power of joy. And, and for those that feel depleted, I really believe that, that no matter if you're depleted or you're overflowing with joy, what we need to do to stay full is to express our joy daily. And how do we do it? We do it with our praise, and we can do it through our work. What I'm saying is this. Understand. Understand our source, right? Understand, uh, like, where we're currently at uh, within our joy meter. But then also understand that God is asking you to take a next step. And I believe with practice, our joy tank can continue to grow and grow and grow with the Lord's help. And I believe that over time, with our relationship with Christ, and it may not happen overnight, but that our love tank and our joy tank and our peace tank and our hope our hope tank, as we get closer to Jesus, gets fuller and fuller and fuller as we press into him. And I think about the story of Acts 2, and I think about the men who had lost everything they love and the vision and the direction, but yet Jesus said, wait, and they waited, and then all of a sudden, in a breakthrough moment at the right time, the joy of the Lord filled them, and they left their hiding place, in essence, and stepped onto the street and changed the world as we know it. I think we could be a part of that same story. How many of you know a few people that need a little joy in their life? Maybe you could be the conduit. Maybe you could be the person that would overflow from the source of joy that is filling you to go out in the world and bring hope. Jesus, we love you and we thank you. God, I know this is easier said than done, but I do believe in a very, very significant way that you want to enter this room and that you want to refill us again. Some of us come in this place, we're depleted. Some of us become hurting and some of us come here with anxiety and pressure. And, and, and God, I'm, God, I just sense that you want to meet them where they're at. And yet at the same time, you want to meet some of us that God are just kind of at a middle level of joy and that you want to just bring us to the next level. And, and yet I believe there's some of us, God, that you want to fill us with joy overflowing. So Holy Spirit, would you enter this room? Will you be with us? May we realize you as our source of joy today. Amen. Echo Church, would you stand up every week? We pray a prayer. And today, I, uniquely, I want to be reminded that our source, source of joy is Jesus. And we find that with a surrender, understanding that we cannot, we can't self-help more joy, but we can find that joy in a surrender with Jesus. So let's pray. And then we're going to party here just in a moment. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, and I choose to follow you anyway. 
I acknowledge that you lived, you died, you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me, forgive me, and lead me. In Jesus' name and his authority, amen. Come on, let's celebrate and remember what God has done.
You know, Andy talked about Minnesota sports as a born and raised kid from Wisconsin, so I feel like it's only right that I talk about Wisconsin sports for a second. So, and no, it won't be bad, don't worry. I'm not going to take any shots at Wisconsin, but it's just this idea. Okay, so last year, this guy named Giannis, who's the best player on the Bucks, and they lost at the end of the season, and he had this press conference, and it has stuck with me. And I don't, I'll just, I mean, I'm, I think I'm wearing an NBA hat today. I don't really care about the NBA. Like, it doesn't even stand out to me. I barely pay attention, but... Giannis was asked if the season was a failure because they didn't win the championship. And he's like, every year do you get the promotion you want at work? He's asking the reporter this. Does every year you get everything that you want? But is it a failure then? Are you saying it's a failure every year? Yes or no, he says to him. It's really direct. And then he says, Michael Jordan won six championships in 15 years. Does that mean he failed the other nine seasons? Let me tell you something I think that steals our joy. It's that we count things failures that are not failures. They're just steps on the road to maybe the future. And so I just want to encourage you today. Like, I, I still, if you get a chance, it's really fun to watch him talk about this. His name is Giannis. Good luck spelling it. It starts with a G. You know, if you don't know NBA, it's going to be trouble for you. But he gets the perspective that it can't just be about the championship. That can't be it. If that's it, we're all failing 99 times out of 100 or maybe more. But if it's about the process, if it's about the journey, if it's about the steps, then we can have joy even when we don't win the championship. You get what I'm saying? All right. Well, one of the things we love to do here at Echo is we love to celebrate. We love to celebrate those of you who came to Echo for the first time today. Come on. We also want to celebrate those that said the prayer with us for the first time or the first time in a long time. Come on.